The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhana Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Unless a woman would have given up a long time ago and tapped out, but that is locked in tight now. And Zoe back to her feet momentarily. Now back down to her knees, and I believe starts out. Baszler with the win.
Hans is not going to waste any time. He's going right after Shinsuke Nakamura. Now the fight's on. Nakamura and Rollins falling in the entranceway. Seth Rollins surely in no condition after last and you can see today. Yeah, you can see the taped up back of Seth Rollins. Adam Pearce is now leading security out here to bring up these two men. He understands his world heavyweight champion should be here tonight. And now it's to the, the back. Nakamura targeting the back that he focused on all Saturday night. That was always going to be the danger for Rollins. What the hell is Ricochet doing? Adults don't just like you anymore. The kids are booing you now. You really messed up at Payback. And I think I speak for everyone here when I say you screwed me over. Wait, this, this feels weird. Can you see him? You can't see him? You can't see John Cena. He's sitting right here. And Riddle collapses to a knee as the Viking Raiders are setting him up for Ragnarok and now Kobe Kingston. Kobe Kingston, remember, no disqualification. And Kingston here for some comeback. Disaster from Kingston. And it's going to get worse for Kofi. Used as a weapon, driven into McIntyre. And now the Viking Raiders with the winner up top and Ragnarok through the table. The Raiders with the win. But breaking Ricochet, who had the audacity in Shinsuke Nakamura's mind to stand up to him tonight. And now with a steel chair wrapped around the neck of Ricochet, Nakamura looking to do even more damage. And here comes Seth Rollins. And now security rushing down to the ring as Rollins tackles Nakamura. Seth Rollins returning Ricochet's favor there. And now Rollins has lost it. Seth Rollins. This is not small. Launching himself bad back at all into security of Nakamura. And you're right, Wade, it's not smart. But it's what Rollins wants. He wants payback on Nakamura. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the newest member of the Monday Night Raw roster. the shocker of all shockers this past Saturday night at Payback. Cody Rhodes informing the world that he pulled some strings and got Jey Uso back into WWE. Oh, 
Bloodline family drama made Jey Uso quit the entire industry a few weeks ago. Thankfully, cooler heads have now prevailed and the entire WWE Universe is thrilled that Jey Uso is now back under the WWE umbrella and right here on Raw.
WC. The Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher M. PWC Monday Night Machismo. I am your host Jimmy T, and my co-host, he is the OG member of the PWC. He is Mr. Chris Ams. Welcome back to the Machismo. And what's the happening, man? What's the haps, homie? Um, yeah, not a whole lot. I, uh, oh, fuck, I don't know why. I watched Raw this week, which is like the first time in. Honestly, probably almost a year that I've watched Raw, so um, I'm kind of glad I did, though. That main event was fire. We can get into it later, but uh, allow me to just do my own little intro, uh, since I know you always uh, you, you always let me do it. Anyway, <laughs> I am Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like Lance with Noel, with bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, everybody. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the start of every fucking show I do. <laughs> that is perfect. That is perfect, bro. Man, what a week it's been in professional wrestling, let's be honest, right, Chris? I mean, we've had all sorts of sagas, uh, firings, and heck, uh, as of this this morning, it seems that Ace still has been fired and released by AEW. Shocker there. Um, a true shocker there that Ace Steel has been let go. Um, it's just a matter of time before Colt Cabana is rehired. I... Yay. Uh, well, I don't think Colt Cabana has been fired, to be fair. He's just, uh, you know, languishing in Ring of Honor, dude. Oh, yeah, right. Because Ring of Honor is a thing. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> uh, if you want to, and I use this term lightly, he technically is a Ring of Honor legend, so it makes sense, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Legend just legend oh boy i know it is what it is um and jungle boy fuck he's getting heat from everywhere bro i mean from eric bischoff to you name it everybody's giving him heat i hope he gets fired somehow i doubt it but we'll see he doesn't i mean if you if you're running a company why do you keep him around for what i have no idea because i wouldn't <laughs> That's the thing. Don't don't say stuff like that, Lab Rat. You're you're making oh. me angry already to start off. You're, you're making me mad oh, with wow. comments like that. I swear to God. <laughs> Are you talking about this comment? The main event had nothing Fuck. on Dynamite's main. <laughs> yeah. I know he's fucking around. And shout out to the Lab Rat, who says, "Howdy, Jimmy and Chris." Also, and look, he's in the house. It's the hammer. Charles the, the Hammer Evans. Well, that's the that's his uh, kayfabe name, of course. What's up, K-fabe. Charles, man? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, like I said, man, he was a machine back in the day. But, um, or should I say the hammer? 
But Chris, we're here to talk Raw though, we're not here to talk AEW. I mean, is there any other news that maybe I've missed, Chris, that you know of? Um, let me see, I had something on uh, on my notes for the skirmish. Uh, what else? Um, oh, AEW seemed to do re- seemed to be doing a really great job of selling tickets. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> See that, bro? The whole top end was fucking empty in in Indiana. Yeah, they're struggling. Um, they've even got it set up for like three thousand people in most of the arenas they're going to, and they're not even able to sell that. So, um, you know, congratulations on everything, but. Uh, Let's uh, let's try to be consistent here, guys. Instead of getting eighty-one thousand people in one exactly. in one arena in one night, why don't we just stretch it out and get five thousand people in an arena <laughs> like all year long, right? <laughs> How do we go from eighty-one? Oh, sorry. Wait, let me get that straight. Eighty-one thousand paying fans, yes. right? But get this: it was ninety thousand allegedly in Wembley, right, including comps and whatnot. And then we went from that to all out, only for all the fans to get the fuck out and not turn up <laughs> in Indiana. So, I mean, it's it's just bizarre and weird, bro. Yeah, they continue to struggle uh, over here in America. And um, I don't blame anybody for not being terribly interested in what's happening right now. There's nothing going on there right now, especially since CM Punk is gone. There's nothing going on there that's terribly interesting. Like, what's the most interesting storyline that they have going on in AEW right now? Probably the Joe MJF stuff. That's the only thing that's got me hot, bro. Okay, but do you think that Joe has any actual reasonable chance of beating MJF? No, and that's what's sad, dude, because I actually want Joe to beat MJF, bro. And I love MJF. But I really so want Joe to win this match, man. And they're getting my hopes up, but I know deep down he's not going to win. And he's got no fucking chance. And that's what's frustrating, Chris. Right. Whereas, okay, on the other on the other side of things, the WWE has, you know, they've hit kind of a snag, I think, in the Bloodline storyline. But they still have yeah. the Bloodline storyline yeah. going on. You've got Gunther, I mean, making a pretty good case for being Wrestler of the Year at this point. Um... You know, and breaking the Intercontinental Championship, uh, you know, longest reign ever, right. ever, Jimmy, ever, ever, legitly though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Like to me, these companies are not on unequal footing right now in terms of their creative. Like I've said it for a long time that AEW is easier to watch no matter what, but it's actually starting to turn for me it's easier for me to watch wwe right now because i know i'm gonna get i know i'm gonna get better wrestling matches as long as guys like gunther and chad gable are in prominent positions and when i'm watching aew it's like you know what am i getting promised well i got promised tonight you know yes yesterday night sorry spoilers it's thursday um I got promised that uh, I'm going to see Orange Cassidy every fucking week now on Wednesdays. That's what I'm getting promised. That's what they're promising to give me. Meanwhile, on WWE, they're promising to give me Gunther and Chad Gable. All right. I mean, shit. You know what's even more disappointing, dude? I thought Orange was going on a sabbatical right now, but I guess he's not. Yeah. 
I guess not. So much for less Orange Cassidy, which would be a lot better. Ah, uh, EW, the company that keeps on giving shit. Literally. I mean, it is what it is. But, like I said, I won't lie. The, the Joe MJF stuff has got me hyped. But like you said, Chris, we know that Joe won't win, which is just asinine to me. I have Joe... I would have Joe absolutely munch MJF in that first match where he's taken by surprise. You know, he's got his neck issue, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Just run him over, man. I will yep. say, but look, we'll save it for the skirmish anyway. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll give our proper thoughts for that. And, um, yeah, but you know what, dude? Let's get into Monday night. Rah! Shall we? And, um... We came from Charlotte, North Carolina, as a matter of fact. And um, what do I feel like Charlotte or North Carolina in general, every company seems to be doing a show there. It just feels like I've seen this more than once recently. But anyway, it is what it is. Well, North Carolina um, is a, a major, like, it's like a major spot for pro wrestling. There's a few, oh, there's a few towns, like there's a few towns and areas in the States that are major, major wrestling places, you know? Uh, North Carolina is a big one. Uh, Atlanta, the floor, the whole Florida territory is really big for wrestling. Still, um, you know, there, there's a few places that are just big with wrestling, and that's one of them. I mean, North Carolina is. There's a reason why they do that whole stupid thing with Kenny Omega, where he's where he where he comes from Winnipeg, but he has a home in North Carolina. It's because that area is like a major you know, hotbed for pro wrestling even now. So that's why. Yeah. And, and still, even though Kenny does that, I don't understand what's the context with him. I know the, co- I technically do know what, why, but like, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. You've got to stop doing that all the time. If I'm Winnipeg, Manitoba, unless he's moved there. I, I mean, it just, it sounds cool to say North Carolina. Carolina. I, I don't think there's anything more to it than just, it sounds cool for, for, whatever the ring announcer's name is to say North Carolina like that. And I don't think Kenny Omega needs anything deeper than that in order to, to do something or want something as a part of his whole gimmick. It's just, does it look cool? Does it sound cool? Then let's do it. Does it make sense? What the fuck does that mean? Does it look cool? That's all I care about. Because <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. But yeah, you know, you're right. <coughs> Excuse me, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> Fucking hell, why am I choking? God damn it, pal. You get with it. Um, anyway, where were we? Back to Raw, though, because we start with Jay Uso. It's just me, Uso. What do you think of the remix, by the way? It's fine, I guess. Uh, I think that it's... it's I think that it's just as good as his brother's remix. It's whatever. What was his brother's remix? I actually didn't... Fucking hear it. Is it different too? Yeah, it's sort of like an Usos with the Roman Reigns, uh, like epic music kind of a crossover thing. It's fine. Yeah. And speaking of the bloodline, before I do get into Jay, like, is this all done just for Cody to get to where he's at? You know, to face Roman eventually? I really fucking hope not. I can't stand Cody Rhodes. I will maintain that until the day that I fucking die. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Again, like, I think that whoever ends this bloodline storyline 
has to have had something to do with the bloodline. Can't just be some guy from outside. I mean, that would be really uninteresting. True, but I just feel like, um, you know, they've, they've messed shit up a little bit here with Jay. I, I don't know, man. It is what it is. But um, anyway, let's get into the, the first... Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong remix. God damn it. I thought it was just me who's... <laughs> knock it down like this. Yeah, but the wrong song. I didn't want that one for crying out loud. I wanted the new one, which is... Um, why has it not come up for crying out loud? I've been trying to find it. Anyway, who cares? Uh, let's move on, though, because, yeah, we see Jay Uso enters through the crowd on his first night as a member of the Raw roster without his brother Jimmy. Jay gets on the mic and welcomes us to Monday Night Raw. He says he's only been gone for two to three weeks, but he misses us, and it felt a lot longer. He really hit a breaking point every week fighting his family on national television like Family Feud. For real, though. And then, out of the blue... He got an unexpected call from Cody Rhodes, and now he's here on Raw by himself. And main event Jey Uso is now in your city. What do you think of that little interaction so far with just Jay? I mean, this still doesn't make sense to me because he quit WWE only for him to like, you know, come back because Cody said so. Yeah, I mean, is did did I miss an episode where Cody Rhodes became the general manager of Raw? I don't understand why Cody Rhodes is the one inviting him. I have no fucking idea, bro. Um, well, look, I mean, they did say um, that he's, you know, that that Cody Rhodes was an EVP once upon a time. Yeah, he and sure that's was. The excuse. <laughs> that, so apparently, the power he had in AEW makes him have the power in WWE, supposedly. Okay, sure. I don't care. <laughs> Cody Rhodes sucks. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? You know what's funny? Speaking of Cody Rhodes, do you remember his last promo in, in AEW, dude? By any chance? Uh, no. Where, where everyone was turning on him, all the AEW fans were like just booing the shit out of him, and he ripped a, a real passionate sort of promo. I don't really remember it, but, like, I do remember him being, like, you know, very stubborn about not turning heel in spite of the fact yeah, that the crowd in that. AEW exactly. couldn't fucking stand him. Um, right, right. On at least that level, I agree with the fans in AEW. Cody Rhodes is terrible. <laughs> terrible. Well, he pretty much gives his reason, I think, for why he left AEW in that actual promo, funny enough. And he essentially does pretty much blame CM Punk in many ways, ironically. Well, now we can go back to AEW. That'd be great. That would be, you know, if Cody Rhodes was like, you know what? I think that now that the problem is gone, I'm going to go back. Um, that'd be great for me because then I could just stop watching AEW entirely and just <laughs> go back to watching big leagues. Um, I, you know, I thought that Mark Henry actually had a really like had the best fucking reaction to all this stuff with CM Punk which is you know they were at he was asked about it and he I thought pretty cleverly said well I mean hey now the cancer's gone right everything should be just perfect everything should be unicorn piss and and clouds and and everything should just be fucking hunky-dory in the locker room right we're not gonna have any more problems in the locker room 
now that the cancer's gone, right? Right. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, shout out to Mark Henry for being kind of fucking brilliant and having the ability to, you know, <laughs> kind of break somebody's legs without coming straight out and saying it. But it sounds to me like Mark Henry is not convinced that CM Punk was the problem in the company. So here we are. Look, I do think that um, there will be somewhat harmony without Punk right now with most guys. Because let's be honest, man. I mean, whether Punk is in the right or wrong, a lot of people didn't like him in AEW, bro. But Christopher Daniels did come out and say that... um, Everything that's been reported is not 100% true, especially when it comes to him. So I find that interesting. I don't know if he's going to come out and blab out about what really happened, but I'm just waiting to see what Punk comes out and says. And do you think, actually, before I continue on the segment, do you think there's a realistic chance that the WWE sign him up again? A chance? Yeah, I mean, if the WWE looks at CM Punk and they think that they can get value out of him... um, you know, considering that he can be kind of a problem backstage and he definitely does rub some people the wrong way. Um, but if they think, you know, we've got this idea for a, for a program to run and we think we can make millions and millions of dollars and we think that we can stave off the big problems with Monday Night Football coming back and everything, if we, if we go sign Phil, I think there's a chance. Yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance. Interesting, we'll see. I mean, look, man, it would, it would really put a dagger in AEW, I'm not going to lie. If that was to happen and he comes out and just has a live mic, oh, shit. That's all I'm going to say, bro. Yeah, imagine imagine the opening night promo, right? CM Punk comes out and he <laughs> says, bomb. listen, listen, in 2014, I left, you know, the pinnacle of professional wrestling, the, the major leagues, the place we're all trying to get to as professional wrestlers. Um, you know, I was in some other smaller companies, but now I'm back on top, the top of the mountain, the pinnacle of professional wrestling back in the WWE, like CM Punk can really ruffle some feathers and he ain't wrong either. I mean, you know, the, the last numbers for collision, um, they lost almost 80,000 people like as soon as as soon as the announcement was made so the 400 and something thousand people tuned in and within five minutes which was how long it took for tony khan to give his little fucking speech about why he fired cm punk eighty thousand people ducked out that's a big fucking jump bro that is a problem when when you're only getting these kinds of numbers if you were getting 3 million people, it's like, whatever. 80,000 people isn't going to fucking kill us. It's not going to murder our company. That is a big deal when you're looking at, like, 300,000. When that looks like that might be what you're getting moving forward, you cannot afford to lose that. You can't. No, no doubt about it, bro. It's, it's crazy, man. Didn't Rampage beat um, Collision ratings this week? Which is fucking weird, bro. I, I can't imagine the WB are happy with that. I really can't. Or AEW, you mean? Yeah, uh, that's fucking bananas. Anyway, let's continue on with the Raw segment, though, because after Jay was talking, we see Sami Zayn coming into the ring. He says it's pretty crazy to see Jay standing here, and one thing he said is definitely true. 
There are a lot of people in the locker room that will have a very big problem with him being here now. Why do I feel like this is a fucking rib to CM Punk and what happened in AEW? Because it seems like everything's a rib to CM Punk and what happened in AEW. I mean, even the even the Samoa <laughs> Joe thing, it, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then what was it? Uh, um, your countryman there, the really fucking annoying one. Uh, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller had a tweet where he had a picture of himself after the pay-per-view and he was like jay uso just came into my locker room and punched me he needs to get fired <laughs> yeah. i was like did he say that yeah it's like bro <laughs> he's funny bro yeah. just saying that well everyone's fucking ripping cm punk i kind of feel bad for him now man this is definitely a rib i mean 100 percent, bro there's no if or but about it but anyway uh this is about the two of them though he goes on to say and he wanted to make sure he was the first person Jay saw so he could look him in his eyes. Uh, why don't I feel like I, I had the, the, what do you call it, the Brent Thugs and Harmony song in my head as soon as I read that. You know, look into my eyes and tell me what it is you see. Uh, but that he's happy that he's here and he knows Jay what's in his heart and what kind of guy he is. And he knows how hard the last couple of months had to be, but he did it. He broke free. And now he's standing here on his own two feet, becoming who he's always been in his heart. And now he's truly main event Jay Uso. He doesn't expect to be best buds overnight. He just wanted to tell him straight to his face that he's really proud of him. As Sammy extends a hand and also puts his hands behind his back. After a long moment, Zane says, whenever he's ready to talk, he'll be here. <laughs> Jesus. Jay calls out to him as he goes through the rope and says that wasn't very Usi of him, was it? and extends his hand as Sammy comes in and they hug. Everyone goes bananas. And um, yeah, I guess we've got besties once again. Yeah, hey, I mean, this is this is a continuation of like where they've been in this storyline, right? I saw I saw some fucking idiots online being like, "Oh, they're they're uh, they they have no in, you know, they they have no uh, you know, storylines of their own. They have to go out and steal the MJF and Adam Cole stuff." And I'm like, "Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> like the bloodline's been going on since Adam Cole was still losing matches to Orange Cassidy. That's a ridiculous fucking thing to even say." And even if they were copying it, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso are going to do it better. Let's be real. So, um, yeah, I, I like this segment, and I like the direction that they're taking here. And, um, yeah, I mean, I love I love Sami Zayn. I love Jey Uso. And uh, I'm glad that they're a, a major focus of the wrestling program right now. Yeah, no, for sure, man. And uh, in the chat, we've got a few things going on here. Um Labrat says, seems like AEW fans and company are only interested in big pay-per-view shows and not the TV show. Right now, yeah, I don't blame anyone, to be fair. I mean, Chris, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, even the pay-per-views, like, I, I said, like, all in, I'm legitimately congratulations to them for selling out that many tickets. It's incredible that they sold that many tickets. I'm never going to say... Oh, who gives a shit? Like, that's a big deal to sell that many tickets to a wrestling show. Good for them. But I thought that creatively, the pay-per-view was a pretty big letdown. And I thought yeah. that All Out was another pretty big letdown. I didn't even watch it, Jimmy. Like, people are like, the matches were so good. How can you say it wasn't a good pay-per-view? And I'm like, 
I've seen really good matches on house shows. Who fucking cares? The point of a pay-per-view is supposed to be to be the creative telling of stories or the pushing of stories. Like the the pay-per-views are meant to be extremely important moments is what pay-per-views are supposed to be. They're supposed to be the the punctuation on a storyline. It's not supposed to be, you know, a series of good matches that had no build or were kind of thrown on the show. Like the fact that Kenny Omega and and Takeshita I suppose uh, finished their feud at All Out is like okay, but I didn't watch it, and I didn't feel like I needed to. So if I didn't feel like I needed to watch it, that means you failed. That means you as a company failed because I'm here. I, I, you know, I'm the kind of person who's willing to watch wrestling. I'll even pay for a pay per view if it's good enough. This they, they have done a really piss poor job of doing that though. I mean the last couple of shows. And if I don't care about the storylines, if I don't care where they're going, if I don't like the direction, if I don't feel like I'm gonna get something out of it, why would I watch? Right now, it feels like the storylines that I could be interested in aren't in an interesting place and don't seem to be going anywhere interesting. MJF and Adam Cole. Um it might become interesting eventually, but right now I don't see any possibility. It's just they're going to have fun matches and they're going to do silly shit with the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Like I don't give a fuck. You, you, you know, it's like uh, it's like if somebody told me, you know, uh, oh, you know what, you know what's happening with The Rock and and with Mick Foley. They're the tag team champions. And I went, oh, yeah, they're, they're having another run. No, no, they're the FTW tag team champions, <laughs> but they're defending it on Raw. I'd be like, why the fuck would I care? Well, when you put it like that, that's true. I'll tell you what match you would have loved, though, actually, Chris, I think, is the Hobbs versus Miro match. I've heard it was good, yeah. But again, the fucking crowd chanting meat or whatever is like, get the fuck out of here. Do you blame them why they were chanting meat, bro? Because I, they were finally getting two big guys in a fucking match in AEW, dude. It's incredible, right? It's almost as <laughs> it professional is. wrestling is partly, you know, cosmetic. And having right. <laughs> big, strong men fight is like something that people actually care to see. It's, it's, that's a crazy thing to think, of course, Jimmy, you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, people actually like big, strong men to be their professional wrestlers. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy, bro. And that's why they were chanting that. They were like, finally, you know what I mean? We got a meat match. And you know what's funny? There was no flips. There was no bullshit. It was a straight up throwback to match. two big men. Right. And people still fucking loved it, dude. And that's what matters. You know what I mean? It, it, that match proved you didn't need to do fucking flippy this, flippy that. To have a fucking good wrestling match because those two guys told the story in the ring and understood psychology, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You you actually don't need to do flippy shit to have a good match. You really right. don't. It's crazy, dude. Crazy. Anyway, uh, Chris <laughs> Willen also asked with American football season kicking off, all brands better step it. Writing and production wise, the summer storylines have been dismal all round. We started off strong, Chris, and. Oh, great. I just got my phone. Just hang on a minute. I have to hang up on that. Forget that. I was on fucking hold for how long, dude? Just for them to answer the phone now. Anyway. Wow. Um, yeah. I know shit over an hour, dude. For real. 
I'm thinking maybe I can breeze through the show and then fucking, you know, they won't answer. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, like uh, back to Chris's um, question. Yeah, look, at first, I think at the start of the summer, it seemed promising with CM Punk and uh, also with the Bloodline storyline. But then we went, pew, a nosedive, <laughs> like big time towards the end of summer. And here we are. So, yeah, they do need to step up. Everyone needs to step up. Even WWE, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie because again, the bloodline thing is a bit weird at the moment. But I guess they're trying to stall things right now to figure out where they're gonna go with this. Who knows? We'll see. But um, yeah, they probably won't change anything though. I mean, do you see anything changing? Well, I mean, the question is like, what, like, what could they change that would be interesting? I, I don't. The, I think one of the problems is that the the people who they have who are interesting are in the least interesting possible storylines right now. MJF is a truly interesting character, right? right. And for sure. him and Samoa Joe could be interesting, but they're not going to get everything out of it. And they, they don't seem willing to, they don't seem willing to wait properly. You know, <laughs> MJF they versus Samoa Joe. In. Yeah, MJF versus Samoa Joe could be really good if they if they actually milked it properly, but I don't have any faith in them doing that. And excuse me, you know, with tournament, Chris. <laughs> God, yeah, another fucking tournament. Um, and you know, I mean, the tournament is filled with amazing, incredible top flight fucking professional wrestlers just guys who you can definitely see holding the AEW championship right now like Nick Wayne and Trent Beretta <laughs> well, <laughs> what can I tell you bro you're right I mean I'll let that just... sink in for you um basically what AEW has become is NXT but just with more shittier younger wrestlers who don't know what they're doing that's what AEW has become. And as far as a, as far as WWE goes, you know, for instance, like on raw, their world champion is Seth Rollins, right? Sorry. Say that again. The world champion on raw is Seth Rollins, right? Yes. He's not interesting. Nothing about his character right now is interesting. <laughs> oh, my back hurts. My back hurts, but I'm fine, like, bro. I'm fine. Like, ah, my back, my back. <laughs> Get <laughs> fucked, Seth. It's not interesting. It's not fun. And, I mean, people people are going, oh, this is the most interesting I've ever seen Nakamura. And I'm like, if that's the truth, then Nakamura is a European champion. Like, he's not good if this is the best you've ever seen of Nakamura. That's not his fault. It's the best I've seen in WWE, except for his NXT run, of course. Um, I like what I'm seeing with Nakamura, but what... Actually, we'll get to that segment shortly. I, I don't want to, like, jump ahead, but we'll talk about it then, because next, Drew McIntyre makes his entrance as Jay leaves, and they have a stare down on the ramp. Sammy comes back out to play Peacemaker and gets McIntyre to move along. And then we see fucking that goofball Matt Riddle making his entrance as well. And then, speaking of, we get a recap of Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. But um, anyway, we next see Ricochet is backstage talking to Adam Pearce, saying he just needs to know what's next. But Pearce breaks away from him to ask Seth Rollins what he's doing here. Adam tells Seth he's not clear to even be in the building tonight, but Rollins says if he can walk, he can fight. 
as Ricochet walks over and says he saw their match and respects him for showing up on Raw after. Seth then takes it like a compliment, but Ricochet tells him he doesn't have to carry the whole show and endanger himself because, Chris, why does Ricochet give a shit suddenly about Seth Rollins? I don't know. I thought that maybe I missed where they had become real good friends or something. I thought, you know... I thought that maybe Ricochet and Seth had done some kind of videos together backstage, you know? Bingo. Oh, I thought you were going to say a different type of video. <laughs> Seth giving them a thumbs up, you know? Yeah, thumbs up. I was going to say that. I mean, one was giving a thumbs up while the other one was flipping, well, flopping his thumb out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so maybe they did do some weird videos or something like that. But anyway... Um, Anything to say about the first segment, though, Chris? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Did you give yeah, a shit? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I like I like Jay and I like Sammy, and I think that they have good chemistry together. Uh, seeing them, you know, have an embrace and basically Sammy saying, like, look, bro, like, I'm proud of you. You know, we, we can be, you know, you and I can still be friends in spite of everything that happened. Uh, it's cool. I like Sammy Zayn, and I like this character, and I like the way that they're building Jay Uso to be his own man now. That's cool. Um, I also liked that people weren't just willing to forgive. I liked that Drew right. McIntyre came out and looked at him like, uh-huh, sure. Even though he's a baby face, right. Yeah, okay, you're a baby face now. That's good. I'm just supposed to, I'm just supposed to ignore the fact that you cost me the world championship how many fucking times. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Or if you're, or if you're Matt Riddle, you're just supposed to forget about the fact that this guy put you on the injured reserve list for six months. Like, no, you're not supposed to just forget it. And I like that. The, I like the little attention to detail. You know, it's it's small, but details are important in professional wrestling. No doubt about it, my man. No doubt about it. I just feel like we should call Jey Uso CM Uso from now on because he's navigating the wa the waters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone's paranoid. He's paranoid. I mean, this just feels like one big rib. Like I said, I can't help it, dude. That's just what goes through my mind. Jay Uso is playing the part of CM Punk, and the locker room's all weary about him. Since when does a guy jump from Raw to SmackDown or and whatnot, and vice versa? Since when does the locker room get all paranoid and shit? <laughs> I don't think that they're paranoid of him still being bad. I think no, it's, it's like the bloodline. I know. I, I, yeah, I and it. I think it's like okay, yeah, you're good now. That's great. You better come up with some serious fucking apologies, though, because you fucked me over. Right, for sure. <laughs> anyway, um, next we move on to the matchup, and get this, it's McRiddle, and yes, they even done I'm 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 a I'm loving it joke, Chris. If you know what I mean. Stupid. I kid you not. Two weeks ago, they were trying to come up with a name for McIntyre and Riddle together as a team, and it was funny though. I, I won't lie because. He's like, Riddle goes, how about McRiddle, bro? And then he's like, and then McIntyre's like, ah, oh, I'm loving it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or vice versa, something like that. And I'm like, ha, McDonald's. So yeah, the joke is on them. Anyway, it is McRiddle versus the Viking Raiders in Eric and Ivar in a Tornado Tag Team match. Um, Chris, I was... I thought I would enjoy this match. I fucking hated it, bro. But the Raiders win by pinfall with a Ragnarok. Threw a table on Matt Riddle as Kofi Kingston runs in. Vikings duck trouble in paradise. And Riddle eats it as Vikings fend McIntyre off in the 1-2-3. And, and it's done. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, good for the Viking Raiders. They need the win, and they're an actual tag team, and them winning a tag team match against two single stars who are kind of thrown together, that seems like basic professional wrestling to me, so good for them. Um, still, you've got two guys who are considered, you know, I mean, Drew McIntyre is considered a main eventer, and Riddle's at least an upper mid card. Like, he's an intercontinental U.S. title kind of guy so it, it made sense that they needed kofi kingston to come in and cost them the match but um we'll see where it goes a lot of paranoia running deep in uh wwe right now including uh you know mcintyre and kofi kingston um anyway we get a hype reel of the intercontinental champions of days past including ultimate warrior and you know the honky tonk man Pedro Morales, uh, Tito Santana, you know, and we go on and on. Anyway, but we see Seth, yeah. <laughs> but next we see Seth Rollins making his entrance and soaks in the crowd, singing his song. And yeah, so he gets on the mic and welcomes us to Monday Night Rollins, baby. I know you love his voice. <laughs> <laughs> because the whole crowd start going, Oh, whoa, forever because Chris is loving it. He's even doing it while watching his TV screen. <laughs> anyway, he says, Shinsuke Nakamura did everything he said he was going to do. <laughs> Jumping bombs on his back all night long. And there were times when he didn't know if he was going to be able to continue the fight. But last he checked, he's still the world heavyweight champion. But at the end of the night, Nakamura was able to walk out of the building while he got pushed out on a wheelchair by his wife. And that doesn't sit right with him. He wants to right some wrongs tonight and calls Shinsuke out right now to make his dreams come true. As Nakamura then hangs back on the stage and Roland says he knows there's only one way to get him down here. And that's to give him what he wants again. A World Heavyweight Championship rematch right here, right now. As Shin turns around and cleans his ear out. And turns back and speaks Japanese. He's like, ah, doing something like that. Seth says he won't pretend to understand, but he has to assume that Nakamura is accepting his challenge and calls him down for the match. But Shinsuke turns around and says, no. <laughs> Seth has this confused look and asks if he wants the rematch. And Nakamura again tells him, no. As they shout, no, at each other a few times. And Rollins says that won't, that won't work for him, brother. Seth rushes him on the stage and they fight like cats. <laughs> until security and road agents swarm to pull them apart. As Shinsuke is kicking away at Seth's back. And then we go to another break. As Ricochet comes in and saves Seth. Because suddenly he loves Seth Rollins. And he gives a double thumbs up for Seth. And that brings us to our matchup between Ricochet and Nakamura. They're real bosom buddies. They are bosom buddies. No um, doubt. Yeah, I thought this was dumb on a number of levels. Why would Nakamura no. say no? I don't why, know. Bro. Why would Nakamura say no, I don't want to have this match? And um, as far as like him cutting a promo in Japanese, I think it's fine. But you do need somebody there to translate. That's like... 
because they do that all the time in the UFC. They have champions often who are from Brazil or the Netherlands or Mexico or whatever. They'll they'll cut their little promo after the match, and then somebody's there to to translate. I mean, it's fine, but I need to know what Nakamura was even fucking saying. <laughs> um, other than yeah, <laughs> I um, want my mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Sounds like a Spanish Triple H the way I said that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, What's my mask? Yeah. And as far as these two just yelling no back and forth at one another, yeah. that's not like that's not a main event angle. I don't know <laughs> what this is, but that's not a main event angle. This isn't what you. This isn't what you have your world championship surrounding. So, not a great yeah. segment. Again, I, I, you know, at the risk of. Uh, at the risk of giving someone a shout out who who's no longer a part of this, it was no longer a part of our, uh, our you know, That's our PWC right. family. You can mention him if you. Seth have Rollins to. ruins everything. That's uh, he's uh, terrible. No. <laughs> yes, you should say. <laughs> oh look, man, I like Seth, but right now, Seth and Shinsuke right now, just, this was weird, bro. Like, and why would Nakamura say no to another World Heavyweight Championship match? I have no idea, bro. But instead, he'd rather wrestle fucking Ricochet. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he's still got to wrestle. Like, he has to wrestle tonight, right? He's he's scheduled for a match, so he has to wrestle. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, why why would you say no to, the, to that? Like, <laughs> I, that's an opportunity. I, why would you say no? He's never been world champion before. Why wouldn't he say yes? Of course I want the the, the title match. Like, I, I guess this is something that they're going to get back to and it's going to make sense. But right now it doesn't make sense. It's just silly. It is silly. And I don't know who the fuck would have said, you go to the ring and you just say, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's weird, bro. But yeah, like you said, that leads us to Ricochet versus Nakamura. Um, I didn't really care about this match, but regardless, Ricochet wins by disqualification, which is kind of weird also, but, um, whatever. I mean, but Nakamura did kick the shit out of him. Yeah, he did. Nakamura did Nakamura things and Ricochet did exactly what Ricochet's been doing in WWE, which is take a shit kicking. So (laughs) good for you, Prince Puma. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Prince Puma. Exactly. Post-match Nakamura continues the attack throwing Ricochet in the ring. And horse collaring him around with the chair, looking for a Kinshasa. But Rollins makes the save and beats him down. Security swarms to pull him apart as Seth with a tope con Giro to take the security out. Nakamura then throws him back first into the steel steps and beats him down. Ricochet makes the save with a steel chair. And then we see Judgment Day are watching backstage and Rhea Ripley consoles Damien Priest. That now isn't the time to cash the money in the bank contract in. Maybe it was the time. Like, what do you mean it's not the time to cash in the money in the bank contract? The the guy, the guy's clearly injured. He's talking about how he has a broken back, a broken back, by the way. Not just, not just, you know, he's got some fucking muscles or some tenderness or his back is a little stiff. He has a broken back in multiple different places. He just got thrown into the steps by a guy who didn't want to fucking have a match with him. And before that, the offense that he chose, that he chose, 
was yes. to do a tope con hero with a broken back. I I'm sorry. I don't believe you. I don't I don't believe you that you're injured if your if your choice of offense is a tope con hero. I just that's not what you do if you have a broken back. That that isn't what you do if your back is broken. That is that is absolutely fucking stupid. Speaking of stupid, Lebret says in the chat, "Hey, that's a good water from Phantom Menace." <laughs> Come on, bro. God damn I don't it. take imperial credits. <laughs> anyway, uh, we see Zoe Stark. The Jedi mind trick doesn't work on me. <laughs> Zoe Stark is backstage. Who's being interviewed? She says she has a lot of respect for Trish, and she taught her a lot. And she's the greatest of all time. But Hall of Famer or not. Nobody pushes Zoe Stark point blank as we see Shayna Baszler then rolling up. She says she's been wondering when Stark would ditch the dead weight. And Zoe says they have unfinished business and asks for a match tonight as Baszler accepts and says she'll see you out there as we see Judgment Day making their entrance. I would have these, these two women pair up as a tag team because they'll be yeah. killers, bro. They're both pretty impressive, and they might go in that direction. I mean, you know, we'll get into it, but the end of the match was definitely, you know, it didn't come across like these are two people who absolutely fucking hate each other. It came across like, right. you know, hey, respect. So we'll they're, see. They're definitely penny seeds. They're definitely penny seeds. Anyway, we see Judge Day making the entrance. They get on the mic. Dominic Mysterio takes point, talking up their victories at payback. Finn Balor then thanks Rhea Ripley for being a moderating influence and Damien Priest for being a true friend even though the differences JD McDonough um, also that he gets thanks for helping out and himself for becoming a Grand Slam Finn Lord Farquaad uh, yeah exactly don't even get me started we'll get there in a moment Rhea says her boys really rose to the occasion <laughs> I'm sure they did and shows that they're really brothers and they're really a family but there's one thing that's really aggravating her actually and that's the fact that the focus isn't on them and their accomplishments but on jay also coming to raw priest then starts talking enter jd mcdonough carrying something in a velvet bag damien tells him to wait because a small part of him was starting to actually like him so his reason for being out here better be good jd then says is it is good and he took a bullet for them so the least they can do is let him come out and explain he mentions how Re uh, how ria said that big changes are needed in Judgment Day and that the briefcase has, has to go. Damien steps forward and confronts him and McDonough says, with all that gold, he doesn't need that briefcase. He needs the one he has. And he pulls out a purple briefcase that says, Senor, money in the bank on it, which kind of looked bluey to me, but whatever. It's purple, I guess. Um, Priest is ecstatic about the gift, though. And uh, enter Sami Zayn. He says they're all feeling pretty good about themselves, but after it took all five of them to, to rob them of their titles, did they really think they'd let that slide? They're bragging about all this, but when he looks in the ring, he doesn't see five champions. He sees five giant championships stealing turds. He says Dominic Mysterio is the biggest turd of them all. He deserves a special beating for costing them the titles. He challenges Dom to a match tonight, and JD McDonough then steps up. To say he helped, and if he wanted to fight, he should fight him. And Sammy, like an idiot, goes, sure, I accept, because, you know, forget Dom, I guess. 
And that's that. Um, are we seeing way too many promos in this fucking show, or is it just me? But um, JD McDonough, man, fucking, where are we going with this shit, man? Yeah, well, to 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 answer your first question, three hours to fill, right? It's a, it's it. a lot. It's a lot to fucking ask. So, um, yeah, JD McDonough. I don't know what the fuck to say about this guy anymore, man. He looks like Lord Farquaad. He's not interesting. He's very bland. He is exactly what what Kevin Nash called, you know, the vanilla midget. Vanilla midget. He's, <laughs> right, yeah. he's not interesting. He can wrestle. That's fine. Um, but that's all. Like he he's he doesn't cut a good promo. I don't particularly care about what he's doing with the judgment with the judgment day and. Um, yeah, I would have much preferred to see Dominic Mysterio have a wrestling match with with Sami Zayn. Why? Why does why? If I'm Sami, why would I even accept to fight that shithead if I could have a match for the North American Championship? I'd be like, no, you little shit, you just got here. I'm like a multiple time Intercontinental, former United States champion, former multiple time World Tag Team champion. And you didn't even win anything in NXT. No, I'm not fucking fighting you. Right, but no, apparently everyone's got ADD. Everybody just goes, okay, sure, yeah, okay, I'll take that match. But, like, that's really stupid. Well, look who's in the house. Liz is in the house. Hey, guys. Hey, Liz. What's up, Liz? Oh, I'm speaking of Liz because she reminds me. Did you butter your sandwiches, Liz? Just... I know that sounds bad, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, I like to know. Actually, Chris, I want to ask you a question, and I, I guess you're part of the North American clique over here, so okay. is it true, and I just found this out, bro, <laughs> but last week, I don't know if you caught the show, I think it was the Payback Review, or the All Out Review, it was one or the other, anyway, um, <coughs> excuse me, I found out that Americans, particularly North Americans, don't butter their freaking sandwiches. Okay. Do you butter your sandwiches? And no. when I say sandwiches, I'm not talking about burgers. No, I don't put butter on my sandwiches. I put mayonnaise wow. on my sandwiches and oh bacon and cheese. You I do a do number that, of... But you put butter first. No, you don't put bread. butter. Why would you put butter on it? Then your fucking oh sandwich is going to taste like butter. <laughs> no, my God. I just found this shit out recently, dude. And you know how I found out? It was an American girl that moved to Australia, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um you know at first she thought what the fuck why do we why do Australians butter their fucking their sandwiches but anyway so she tried it and she goes oh my god it was the best thing I ever did right now for us and the rest of the world I kid you not uh-huh. all over the world other than North America uh-huh. butter their damn sandwiches bro <laughs> yeah I, my grandparents used to do that I, I think it's gross I, I like wow. I flat Have you tried out just it? Of course I tried it. Dude, my grandparents oh, okay. used You're to lucky do it. You I, tried it. I fucking ate at my grandparents lots. My grandparents made me food all the time because they're my fucking grandparents. It's gross. Fucking put wow. some mayonnaise on it, bro. What's the matter with you? You can. You put mayonnaise, but you butter your bread, bro. No. It fucking. Why would you want butter tasting bread on fucking sandwiches? <laughs> oh I don't want to taste butter. I want to taste wow. some nice spongy bread. I want to taste some fucking meat and whatever fucking condiments and everything else that I that I put on it. 
I don't Excuse want it to me. taste like butter. But you will. And Labrat, first of all, I just want to say butter for grilled cheese only. What's wrong with you, Jimmy? Grilled cheese? No, you don't butter shit with grilled cheese. What? Just sandwiches. Look, D, even Chris doesn't butter his sandwiches. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? <laughs> Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Labrat, man. I don't know if you put cheese on grilled cheese, but I mean butter on grilled cheese, but yeah, I wouldn't do that. But you butter your damn sandwiches. That drives me nuts. How do you keep the it. fucking grilled cheese together like when you flip it if it doesn't have butter on either side? What is the matter with you? Yeah, but see, Liz, you're talking like... like it's That's kind of like a burger per se. When I say sandwiches, I'm talking like a Subway footlong. Fried you know chicken I mean. on a biscuit is not... It, it is absolutely not a burger. It is no, a it's sandwich. not, but... It, yeah, but it's fried chicken. Like, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it can be still right. And and when she says biscuit, just for all our Australian listeners, you might not want to understand what she means by biscuit. A biscuit is kind of like a dinner roll. Yeah. In in the South, right? Especially, or but all over America anyway. But um, you get my drift. It's technically like like bread, but it's not exactly bread. But anyway, I just needed to explain that. But yeah, it drives me nuts, man. It was causing a whole rift in the chat. I can't believe it. <laughs> you got a man, but at least you've tried it, and, but you don't like it for whatever reason. I um, don't. And and a lot of places in Canada, like because because again, keep in mind, like I'm from the middle of nowhere, right? So so we're very backwards where I'm from. If you buy a sandwich like at a restaurant, <laughs> like if you right. buy a sandwich not at a restaurant but at like a convenience store, right? Yeah. So oftentimes they have that, but like but like a place where they make real sandwiches, not like fucking gas station food, where you, they actually you, yeah, make right. sandwiches and sell them they will almost always have butter on them like still and i hate okay. it it fucking drives me nuts well there you go as they should as they should but i don't know how you don't like it um liz also says you you butter the outside of the bread to pan because i have taste buds jimmy bro oh man all right do you know what margarine is no, I have no idea what margarine is. Get the fuck out of here, Jimmy. I know what margarine is. I know, but we say butter. Like, even we call margarine butter. Yeah, we do the you same I mean? thing here. Yeah, yeah, because even though it's two different things per se, it's the same yeah. shit, but, like, one's harder than the other. I'm, yeah. When I say I'm talking about use margarine. I know. Like, right, yeah, because it's soft and fluffy. But anyway, forget the sandwich debate. You guys are crazy. And um, let's go back to Raw. Uh, Gunther, we see Gunther cutting a promo in German before switching to English. He says Chad Gable thinks he can stand in the way of his legacy, but his little fairy tale is temporary, and Gunther's legacy is forever. And after the final bell rings, he'll be the greatest and longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in the history, because he's a ring general, right, Chris? Absolutely. Go German. Go Deutschland. Uh, anyway, Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles, über alles in der Welt. <laughs> Wunderwelt. Um, we see another German, by name anyway, in Shayna Baszler making her entrance as we go to a break. And she wears German colors actually all the time, so she seems proud of her heritage. <laughs> Labrat says, Monday night sandwiches, yum. Mm. <laughs> With fucking margarine, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Do Americans have a margarines? 
Yeah, they know. Of course, they know about margarine. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I don't know anymore, bro. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I oh no my idea. god, bro! It's like you. You know what that reminds me of, though, is like when I go traveling. Like if I go to the south or whatever. Like because I used to go to Florida every year, right? So right, there'd, right. Be, there'd be people down there, right? And they would they would ask the dumbest fucking shit in the world, bro. About and Canadians. It was just like, yeah, it's like what's the ma-? they'd be like? Do you guys have phones? I'm like. Phones? What the fuck is the matter with you, man? Alexander Graham Bell was Canadian. Like, wait, wait. Is that was that a real question, man? For real? Like for real, people would ask shit like that, and I'm like, ah, oh, the fuck, man. Why would they? What do they think you are, cavemen? I I guess yeah. Or, oh, <laughs> do you do you have a dog sled? I literally I remember somebody asking me if I had a okay. dog sled, and I'm like, get the because fuck because you're out Canadian. Of here. I have a dog sled. <laughs> do they ask Northern Americans? When I say Northern Americans, I'm not talking about North America. I'm talking about Florida people asking people from the top of the states if they have fucking sleds. Yeah, they don't ask. They don't ask anything. They they do not care about anything. Like that's the one thing about the states is like they have a no, no. It is like they they have this like real love for not giving a shit about the rest of the world. And I well, I, I find it hilarious. Honestly, to be to be perfectly honest with you, I, I find it that though. I find it sort of charming about most Americans yeah. that they just don't I, seem to care that much sometimes. Well, it's like I don't well, technically, you know, they are the center of the fucking universe, right? When you think about it. And, you know, Americans are very much, you know, into their own universe. You know what I'm saying? Until, you know, people like us just pop in. Uh-huh. And Liz, go, you can read this one, Chris. Well, Lizbeth says, I, I always wanted to know if you really plug in your car, but I went to Canada in the middle of winter right. and it was so cold that Celsius and Fahrenheit met. That's at minus 40, by the way, Liz. Negative uh, 40 is where Celsius and Fahrenheit meet and negative 40 is motherfucking cold. And yes, you do have to uh, plug in your car because uh, it'll freeze so badly that you won't be able to start it the next day. Wait wait, um, wait, 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 What do you mean by plugging your car? So in the winter, so so if you open the hood of your car, basically every car is going to have uh, the male end of a plug, an electric plug. Uh, basically every right. car that's sold in North America has one of those. I don't know about Australia. I don't think we do, bro. You might not. There might not be a reason for it. But anyway, in North America, basically every car is going to have that. They have the male plug. that's really? It's like buried in by the lights, right? So... You pull it out, and then you basically leave that just hanging on the outside of your of your car. So you so close what, your and it's connected to a cord. Well, no, it's just it's just the plug, right? But the okay, plug right, is connected right. to the car, right? right and then right, you right. have to take a extension cord, plug it into yeah. the outside of your house, and wow. then take the female end and plug it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get so you. So that your car is plugged it, in, right. because right, otherwise right. the block of your car will freeze, and I mean. You will so not that, start your car. So that defrosts the fucking block on the motor. The charge, the charge from plugging it in, keeps the block warm enough that the liquid inside of it doesn't freeze. Wow! Wow! I, I've never seen that. that. That's wow. Yeah, we don't have that. I like the sound of that though. But you know, I'm in Australia, dude. We don't get these type of temperatures. I've never seen snow in my life, guys. Can you believe that shit? I, that's legit. I have never, ever, ever, ever seen snow in my life. And I would love to see snow. I just want to pick it up and throw it. But no. Yeah, well, Lizbeth, 
Lizbeth makes a pretty makes like a pretty important comment if you're planning on coming to Canada. She says it was miserable. Going to Canada for work in the middle of January and February sucked balls. Yes, January and February Canada is not fun. There's nothing hey. fun about that. It is so you know how like in Australia a bunch of stuff is trying to kill you at all times, right? Like out in nature because right. you've got crocodiles yeah. and fucking venomous right, right, right. everything, right? Like yeah, everything yeah. is poisonous or venomous it feels like you're going <laughs> to fucking true. everything's trying to kill you. So outside is trying to kill you in Canada in January and February. If you go outside dressed in shorts and a t-shirt in I'm January always in or shorts February, and a t-shirt generally, bro. Okay, if you go outside and stay outside um, in Canada in January and February, you can maybe stay outside for about a half hour before your body actually starts to um, get damaged. Uh, you'll get frostbite really? first, and within an hour or so, you'll actually start your body will start to die because. It, <laughs> nature is killing you because it's so cold so don't go in january and february just it's not Man. fun there's nothing fun about canada in january and february go at the beginning of december go in march there's still lots of snow but it ain't fucking trying to murder you outside man i've always wanted to experience those cold you know canadian winters or even like a new york winter or, and whatnot dude like but I reckon I'll freak out, dude. I only because, uh, like, I love the cold. Don't get me wrong, but cold here, like today, it is bad weather, bro. It's probably the worst. <laughs> Wait, to Australia or to Canada? To Canada. I think. I think sure he means. means I think he means he wants to mail her somewhere where nature is literally trying to murder you for two months. Well, out of the year. nature is always trying to kill you over here too, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah um this also says hey because i grew up in texas everyone thought i had an oil well in my backyard and rode a horse you know what i'm from australia and even i know <laughs> i wouldn't even ask that but do you have a well actually lives <laughs> nah. well you never know and i didn't know you're from texas actually originally what made you go to go to where you are now i don't want to say it just in case you know what the I mean? stars at night are big <laughs> and bright Deep in the heart of Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you have a southern accent, Liz? Now I'm curious. I'm sure she probably does. But why did you move to where you moved, though, Liz, from Texas to go to, you know, where? What the hell? That's a bit of a move. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Labrat says no butter needed, Jimmy. Um. Chris, does Jimmy offer to butter you? Oh, <laughs> God. To butter your buns, Chris, apparently. Uh, no. <laughs> and if he did, I would not be part of the PWC. <laughs> Is bun buttering Timmy or Jimmy? Anyway, media, you're a weird cat, bro. Straight up. <laughs> uh, Liz says, my family's from here. And my dad got transferred to Texas when I was little and then got transferred back. Oh. So did you stay in Texas for long? And did you stay long enough to, you know... Have your yeehaw accent. Also, has anybody to... ever played Come Back to Texas uh, by Bowling for Soup for you? Because that's a great song about Texas. I love Bowling it for is. Soup. They're a fantastic band. Bowling for Soup. Interesting name. So oh, good. <laughs> yeah. She says, I have an odd accent and my southern comes back when I spend a long time with my bestie. Ah, 
<laughs> anyway. All right, um, let's stop talking Russia, geography. We, yeah, right. let's talk about yeah. Raw. Hey, we always have to talk geography sometimes. <laughs> yeah, on the PWC. Yeah. Um, it's Shayna Baszler versus Zoe Stark. This match was kind of nothing, and uh, it was quick. But Shayna Baszler wins by referee stoppage with the Kirifuda clutch. Anything to say here? Uh, I liked it actually. I really, I'm a big fan of Shayna Baszler. She's one of my favorites, like in all of wrestling. I love Shayna Baszler. Um, I wish they would put more focus on her. Maybe this is the start of something where they can put some focus on her. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it's one of those situations where like I really don't understand why they don't too because she ticks a lot of boxes for them, like a lot of boxes that they could push really hard. You know, in terms of like the, you know, she she's she's part of the LGBTQ community, being bisexual. Um, is and she she's, bi or is she full blown lesbian? She considers herself bisexual. I'm not sure wh what she's in a relationship with right now, um, but at least that's what I've always read from her is that she considers herself bisexual. She might be different now, um, but she's also a minority being part Aboriginal, uh, like part uh, uh, Indian, you know, um, uh, as the as the kids don't say anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I know. Right. but yeah, like she's she's I think she's part Sioux. If I'm if I'm getting that right, so that's cool. Um, there's lots of interesting things about her. I don't know why they don't push her more than they do, um, but I liked the match. I thought it was pretty good for a for a women's match that didn't have any heat to it. Um, and I liked that at the end they both were like, "Hey, you did good." You know, she said, "You gave me a better match than Ronda ever did," and she, you know, and then uh, Zoe said, "Well, you gave me a better you gave me a better fight than Trish did, or whatever." And it's like, all right, a little bit of respect between the two of them. They're both sort of the same type of um uh tough hard nose type wrestlers so maybe they'll be a tag team although i personally think that the the whole women's tag team division is a fucking mess and will always be a fucking mess so which is a shame because they have a lot of good women wrestlers on their roster actually they've got way too many but they have a lot of trash in nxt though that they need to chop like, there's way too many women in NXT, man. Like, way too many. Um, but Million Five says a good point, and it's true. Her lack of femini uh, uh, femininity holds her back. Femininity. I mean, oh, Jimmy. femininity. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know why. It's <laughs> yeah, femininity. Sorry. My bad. Um, yeah, but I agree with that. She's not girly enough. You know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, what's bad about that though like no no no, no 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 i i don't that's not my opinion it's just i can see wb kind of you know holding it back because of that possibly yeah i get it i get it but i i wish they would move past it because i actually think that they could get some money out of her like i i really think she's great uh elizabeth thinks Sh uh, shana is great and she's such a badass that could actually beat anyone on the roster for reals which is probably another thing that's holding it back actually chris the fact is like you have to have her as a killer the way they booked her in nxt bro was fucking brilliant and that's exactly hey great minds think alike exactly yeah. we said that at the same time as i said it labrat said it as well in the chat but yeah nxt man is where she was at and she was a killer bro yeah, uh, good point by Media M five too. Who said Shayna doesn't need to be femme; right, she needs right, to break arms. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yep, 
just I give agree. me an absolutely fucking brutal badass version of Shayna Baszler. I'm all for it, bro. <laughs> for all sure. for it. Love Shayna. Love, love that girl. She's and you know I I've been a fan of Shayna Baszler since before she got into professional wrestling. When she was when she was in uh, when she was in the UFC, um, I remember watching her. Um, this is gonna sound she weird. Wasn't that great though? You never I remember watching her in the house. Uh, they had the. Uh, yeah, she was part the, of the Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate Fighter, right? Yeah. One year, and I remember her personality very much. Like her actual personality, really reminded me of my little sister. Like um, my little sister Brina, by the way. Hi, Brina. Love you. Um, Hi, Brina. But uh, but she's like she's small and kind of mousy, like my little sister Brie. But she's also like a gigantic smartass. So like mm. she'll just have like a funny fucking thing to say out of nowhere. And you won't expect it out of her because she's usually so small and mousy. That's kind of Shayna's like real life personality. So I've always I've always been a big fan of Shayna Baszler as a human being. She seems like she'd be fun to hang out with. But also, yeah, when they book her as a badass, she's actually believable. She was so good in Invicta, though, compared to UFC, though, like, back in the day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but Liz says in the chat, it's only because she doesn't have eyebrows. If she did, she'd look more feminine. Yeah, I'd never noticed that, actually, to be honest. Liz, good good spot. I mean, you are a girl, after all. Girls spot that shit. But Girls gonna see that her. shit. Yeah, and, um, yeah, Media Info says, I've been a fan since she was in Invicta with Barnett yeah um anyway let's go back to raw though because post-match Baszler tells stark she put up a better fight than ronda like you said and that was that we see the judgment day next uh, hanging out backstage and um finn bella suggests bringing jd mcdonough into the group officially damien priest says he still doesn't quite trust him finn says they wouldn't be champions without him as dominic mysterio says he's fine and with whatever they decide and Rhea Ripley suggests seeing how he does against Sami Zayn first Finn and Damien leave together but Rhea holds Dom back and tells him she needs him to make sure everything with JD goes how she wants and then we see Raquel Rodriguez makes her entrance and we go to the break and then that leads us to Chelsea Green the way they announce her uh, versus Raquel Rodriguez, I can't tell this big fucking Raquel Rodriguez, bro. I just, I just don't. Her name should be Raquel. Cal, get it? Um, but anyway, Raquel does win by pinfall with a one-armed power bomb. She kicked the shit out of Chelsea Green in this match, though, bro. As she should. Again, like we're, we're being consistent here and calling out, like you know, tag team specialists don't have to get the win against single stars, especially if your single star just had a really competitive match for your world championship. Um, the match was fine, I guess. Ch Chelsea Green did her job. I I, I do want to say too that the the backstage segment with the Judgment Day that was just before this match was terrible i love rhea ripley don't get me wrong I, I mean she's a star and i think she's one of the best in the world i think she might be the best in the world as far as women's wrestlers goes um but she fucked up about four times and she only had like six lines i mean at first she said well we'll see we'll see how he does tonight against finn she did uh, fuck i'm up, sorry bro. i mean yeah, uh, against yeah. against against jd or against sammy or whatever it was like 
And she did that at least three times. She had Even six lines. Ring. And she in fucked the ring, up half she fucked them. up too, right? With her promo. Yeah, it was odd, dude. So, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. You know, people keep saying, like, she should be the leader. She should be the leader. But, like, if she can't cut a clear cut promo, then no, she fucking shouldn't. Um, well, to be fair, Chris, that's. I've never heard a fuck up like that, dude. That was rare. Well, it was. I mean, again, I haven't been watching Raw, so right. maybe you're right, but. I don't want to see it again. Right. Yeah, that was odd, bro. I'm not going to lie. That that stood out to me too, man. Um, and yeah, I found that very weird. Um, anyway, back to the Raquel segment. As post-match, we see Raquel getting on the mic and says she's getting her rematch against Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio will be barred from ringside. It'll be next week, by the way. Cool. Couldn't care less because she's just going to get trounced by Rhea bloody Ripley anyway um anything to say about Raquel Chris not really I really like her name though Raquel Rodriguez my girlfriend's Raquel name is Raquel so oh, true, I like true, it true. but it's it's a it's a great first name um but other than that I have nothing the best I, right Chris the best <laughs> I have no feelings about Raquel Rodriguez to be honest with you um Ugh, yeah, I can't stand it, dude. I really she's big and it. strong, but she doesn't work particularly well. She's not. She's not. She can't work. Yeah, she's big and strong, but she's not terribly impressive. In spite of her back flex that she keeps doing, oh, you know, like China deal. looked like impressive, right? You saw China, and you were like, Jesus fucking Christ, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that chick looks it's like true. a fucking man. That chick is a beast. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez is still like. She's still kind of pretty. Yeah, like she's still kind of pretty. So she doesn't even look terribly big and strong. She just is. I don't know. To me, it's a miss with her every time. I just don't feel it. I don't feel like she quite can put it all together yet. I don't think she knows who she is yet. Like, I don't think she realizes, like, for example, she's got no athleticism in my opinion bro like have you seen the way she runs is and the way she runs the ropes too is just so wrong to me right yeah i feel like i feel like watching her do drop down drills would be pretty entertaining oh i my feel like God. she wouldn't do that very well she's just there because of her size that's it otherwise right. she fucking sucks and really i think she should still be in nxt Probably. I think a lot of people on the main roster should still be in NXT in terms of like needing more reps to be really good. But again, I feel like if you look at the WWE women's division and then you look at AEW's women's division, they are miles apart. Like, I don't think I don't even think Chris Statlander would be good enough for NXT TV, to be honest with you. How fucking no. I mean, anyone that comes out of Creator Pro, other than MJF, <laughs> just sucks, bro. That's, that's just me, but... but uh, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, next we see Alpha Academy hanging out backstage, and Chad Gable says he had a lot of time to think about his accomplishments. And if Gunther thinks he doesn't belong in the history books, well, he's got some bad news. He already is, from the Olympics to winning a tag title. He gets to add to his legacy tonight and prove that he's more than just a tag team specialist. And that's that. Um, Anything to say about Chad again? Love Chad Gable. Like, really legitimately love Chad Gable. I have loved Chad Gable since NXT. I thought um, American Alpha was fucking fantastic. Probably 
probably my least favorite decision that anybody in WWE creative has made was when they broke up Alpha Academy. Um, and also just, I mean, or American Alpha. And also just, just because I feel like being an asshole to everybody for that stupid fucking decision, I 100% believe that Jason Jordan would still be an active wrestler if they hadn't fucking broke up that tag team. Um, I don't believe he would have gotten injured. Uh, Possibly. And I knew Chad Gable wasn't going to win this fucking match. Like, I knew he wasn't course, winning right. this goddamn match. But they got me. Like, they got me. I was watching this show, and I was like, man, I love Chad Gable. I really want him to win. Like, I really legitimately want to see him win this match. I knew he wasn't going to, but it was like, man, but if, but if, and if you can get me, if you can get me to start going, oh, but maybe if, then you've done a really good job doing professional wrestling because I am not a person who has a tendency to believe, you know, I, I don't believe we'll put it that way. Um, I can't even, I can't even call myself an atheist because I believe that atheism <laughs> requires faith in something not being there. I can't even muster the amount of faith it would take to say there's no God. That's, that's how much I don't believe so good job. Uh, even with this little segment, it was great. I thought they did really good. Yeah, look, I know you haven't been watching Raw until now, but uh, they they have been putting on some bangers like lately on Raw. Um, and you know what? I do think in the end, Chad Gable will beat Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. As a matter of fact, he did uh, have a on Raw Talk, whatever the show that's after Raw. He did say he's going to win it this time, yeah? The next match they have. And I think because of the record with Honky Tonk Man, they obviously just gave it to Gunther this time. Because I think it's time for him to drop the belt and move on to bigger things. But we'll see. Um, but we'll see. Like I said. Next, we see The Miz making his entrance. Um, and, yeah. he Drew McIntyre then rolls up on Matt Riddle. But first, before we get back to that... But we see Miz rolling to the ring. Drew McIntyre rolls up on Matt Riddle and says he's going to keep an eye out on Jay Uso. And if he ruins things, he's going to go after the man that brought him here in Cody Rhodes. Kofi Kingston then rolls up to apologize. Riddle says it's cool, but Drew asks if it really is. Citing that a week ago, he hit Xavier Woods with an accidental chair. And this week, Kofi accidentally kicks Matt Riddle in the face. He's going to keep an eye out for further accidents as Kingston asked Riddle to keep his boy in check. Um, this is so dumb. In it's way, getting but... dangerous there. It seems like it seems like Drew McIntyre might be fearing for his life. <laughs> okay, again, this feels, yeah, eerily like CM Punk, but it's true. Um, anyway, Miz welcomes us to Miz TV and says his guest will shine a light on the travesty of, of payback he introduces his guest, a man who promises he'll be completely transparent, the greatest of all time, in John Cena. As Cena's music plays and the camera follows him like it normally would, but no one is there. Uh, Miz introduces John and berates him for messing up a payback and screwing him over. His one-man show continues until he gets a confession and then Cena refuses to leave. Excuse me, this is weird, bro. John shoves him, Miz takes his jacket off, and hits a skull-crushing finale on, on Super Cena, the invisible one from the video game, I assume. 
He challenges LA Knight to a one-on-one match. No special guest referee, no surprises and promises. The chance will end and Knight will fade away as we get a video package for tonight's main event, blah, blah, blah. Um, what the hell was going on here? Why the fuck was The Miz wrestling uh, a You Can't See Me version of John Cena? What the fuck is going on it, man? I, okay. Um, I've seen vastly differing opinions about this. Online, I've seen some people say that they really loved it. Lab Rat in the chat actually just said, okay, this was great. Um, and I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of people whose opinions I respect a lot who have had that opinion about this, about this segment. So uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just a matter of taste. I thought this was goofy as fuck. And I hated this shit. I think the Miz when all is said and done might legitimately be one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. He's great at cutting a promo. I mean, he is really fucking fantastic. When he's got something to be fired up about, you really believe the Miz. He, he like, um, I think back to that fucking promo that he had with uh, Daniel Bryan on uh, was it Raw Talk or whatever it was yeah, Smack yeah. Smack, oh, smack t- talking smack, smack talk, talking whatever smack, fuck. whatever the fuck, right? Uh, the smack attack. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Not the smack attack. That's ours. We do all, that. All the Friday um, night smack talk. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think back to that, and I think Miz is really great. And this was a really good example of him being able to basically do the whole segment by himself. That's cool. Um, but this isn't for me. I mean, d- giving somebody the giving somebody the fucking skull crushing finale, uh, Vince McMahon wrestling God. I, I just <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, to me, that shit belongs in the same fucking in the same bin in the same bin as in garbage can. It belongs in the same fucking bin as Kenny Omega wrestling a blow up doll or Kenny Omega wrestling a fourteen year old girl or Kenny Omega <laughs> doing any number of other stupid things that Kenny Omega has done. Kenny it all Omega belongs sticking the... his hands up a, a guy's backside. Have you seen that? All of that shit belongs <laughs> in the fucking bin with this. I don't like it at all. And I, again, I'm not saying it's not good because different people have different tastes. But for me, no. No. That makes two of us, bro. I fucking hated this. Straight up. I don't want to see wrestlers wrestling nobody. I'm sorry, it's just not for me. Sorry, Lab Rat. You might have liked it, and that's cool. I mean, everyone's got different tastes, man, but it's just not for us. Ah, uh, look, he's in the house. It is Todd Brantley. What's the up, Comic Todd? King. Hey, y'all. What's crack-a-lacking? Hence why the Benny Hill music. Because that's what this shit was for me. It was Benny Hill shit. Anyway, let's move on from that, though, because yeah, uh, next... We see Jay Uso running into Akira Tozawa, <laughs> who runs away from him. Fucking hell. Ugh, whatever, cool. Anyway, he meets Adam Pierce. He says it's going to get worse before it gets better because SmackDown's going to get somebody from Raw in return for him. And that, might, and that might make somebody angry. And then ironically, we see Tommaso Ciampa rolling up to talk and he and Pierce go into Adam's office. Now, if this is a trade <laughs> for Ciampa to go one way, and uh, Jay Uso coming to Raw. Uh, well, Raw definitely won this trade. I mean, unless they're planning on doing something like going back to basics with Tommaso, I, I, I doubt it. I, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen much of Tommaso Ciampa's run on the main roster, and I feel like 
I still have high hopes for Tommaso Ciampa because I haven't seen anything he's done on the main roster. Well, because you're lucky then. NXT Tommaso Ciampa would be a perfect fit for a mid-card championship scene. Put him in the Intercontinental Championship title scene. Put him in the U.S. title scene. He'd be great there. That would be a fantastic place for Tommaso Ciampa, who I still think is a really, really talented professional wrestler. Look, he did get a big win the week before over um, Jonah. What's his name? Uh, Jonah Rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, but what's his WB fucking name? I forgot already. Jesus. I don't know, fat fuck. Yeah, um, you know, anyway, Jonah Rock, right? You guys know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Bronson Reed, Bronson Reed. Fat fuck McPauley, uh, yeah. Bronson Reed was <laughs> was getting a good little run until Champa picked him up and done his finisher on him. That killed him for me. We didn't even see Bronson on this show after that, ironically. So, I don't know, man. They do a lot of start and stopping with, with uh, Champa. But to be fair... Champa seems always injured, bro. He is injured a oh, lot. Man. Yeah, also- I mean, it, you you can't you can't separate that when you get to the main roster. You do have to stay healthy. Like to me, again, if I'm looking at the past twenty years or so, one of the biggest misses for me is that Wade Barrett wasn't a bigger star. But Wade Barrett had a tendency to get hot and then get injured right when they were starting to heat yeah. him up. So true, man. you can't separate it. And and you can't you can't be too harsh on the fucking company for not pulling the trigger on a guy who they don't feel they can trust to stay healthy. Right? Cuz I, I totally understand that, right? You know, like if we had somebody who came up to us and was like, "Yeah, I want to join the PWC," and he was really good at podcasting, right? Just great, entertaining, all that other kind of stuff. But he just kept disappearing on us for weeks at a time. Oh, hang on a second, that's Jimmy. <laughs> Never mind, I'm I'm describing Jimmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. Anyway, yeah, I get you. I get you. I get it. But um, yeah, look, man. The thing is, look, injuries are injuries. There's nothing much you can do about it. But like you said, you're right. Um, unfortunately, with WWE, if you keep if you're injury prone, they will fucking release your ass if they can't do nothing with you, man. Yeah. And that's, well, you know, and what are they going to do is. with you if you're fucking injured all the time? Well, it's yeah, like, exactly. what you're going to come around. You're going to have a couple of matches. You're going to get people excited. They're going to want to see you, and then you're going to get injured again. Well, like, what's the fucking point? We can't book anything with you. No, you no, know. I understand that, but it sucks. It sucked to get fired that way, but it is what it is. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. And again, like to me, like Wade Barrett was a fucking, he was a world champion all set. That guy could have been a multiple time world champion. Nobody would have said it was bad, but yeah. It, yeah that's life. Right. Um, well, next we have JD McDonough versus Sami Zayn and Chris. I'm not going to lie. I, I was fading in and out of consciousness in this match. Yep. And not because of Sami Zayn, only because of J.D. McDonough. But thank God this match wasn't really long. But for whatever reason, McDonough wins by pinfall with a schoolboy and a handful of tights. Why? I have no fucking idea. But what do you think of the match? Well, I mean, the reason why they had to have him win is because he's playing this role of like, I are they going to let him yeah. in? Are they not? He's got to do well in order to get in to the Judgment Day. Or if he does well and they still don't let him in the Judgment Day, that'll be for Finn to start some dissension in the in the ranks and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there that that they're that they're doing and they needed him to get a win. They needed him to do something impressive. I don't think they needed him to beat Sami Zayn. 
Um, even though there was nothing clean about it, I mean, there was outside interference, there yeah. was the tight pull, etc. Um, but yeah, I just the guy is he's so small and his head is so big, <laughs> and so I just big. can't. I, I can't I just can't with that fucking guy. I just there are some people that I just fucking can't with. I just fucking can't with that guy. Oh boy, his head's fucking huge, Chris. It's it's massive, man. And I can't get my head around he's got a weird square sort of head. Like his head his head's got a way fucking way more than his body, bro. I don't know. Bro, but like his you know it, you know what it kind of looks like to me is like when my when my kids, like my my 6-year-old, my 8-year-old, when they come with me on the quad or when they come with me on the dirt bike or whatever, <laughs> right, and I put yeah. the helmet on their head and it just <laughs> yeah. looks, you know, they're just like doing this every time they go anywhere cuz their heads <laughs> are like head. too fucking heavy. That's right, what right. it looks like with JD McDonough. I just fucking can't with that guy. I don't care how good he is. He could be the best fucking technical wrestler of all time and he's not, but he could be. I would still just be like, I fucking can't with this guy. I'm just surprised that WWE would actually fucking hire someone like him, bro. I I feel like a lot of it was to do with like he's Finn. fine for a cruiserweight. He's fine as far as like going out and working. He doesn't seem terribly injury prone. And yeah, I think that true. a big part of why they have him is like, where's he from? Well, Ireland. The same actual place. He's from as... the he's from the exact same town as yeah, Finn Balor. That's exactly. why he's there. So and he chained him, obviously, but as we know. But yeah. yeah. But he also chained Becky Lynch, ironically. I'm talking about Finn. Uh-huh. So yeah. at least he got something right. <laughs> right. Uh I guess. It's too many there's so many Irish wrestlers nowadays, man. But um not, not Yeah, don't say there's too it. many Irish wrestlers, motherfucker. <laughs> Aaron Gobra, like bitches. <laughs> Well, anyway, post-match, Zayn hits an exploder in the corner on Dom, lining him up, but McDonough pulls him out of the ring and puts him into the post, helping Mysterio up and telling him to leave. JD turns around into the corner, exploder. Sammy lines him up, and we get a halluva kick, and that's that. It's the end of it. Um, But as we come back from commercial, though, uh, we see another backstage segment, this time with Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough running into the Judgment Day, and Damien congratulates JD on an impressive win. Finn Balor wants to get rolling, but Dom peels off to talk to Jay Uso standing nearby. He says they both come from messed up families. This is funny. With the Hall of Fame fathers, and he gets how it really is. He says he has the tightest family now, and he knows what he's going through, and also is a little skeptical. But Mysterio keeps trying to sell him on Judgment Day and just asks him to think about it. So I guess we're going to have Jay also interjecting in his Sami Zayn Judgment Day kind of feud. But you know what? To Jay's credit, he sells it kind of like he's thinking about it. And then he gets those weird, uh, you know, that crackhead that, you know, from um, Don't Be a Medicine South Central, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh... Fucking, what's the comedian's name again, bro? I don't know why I go blank, man, on fucking live shows sometimes. When it uh, should Damien be Dave Wayne? Chappelle, Dave, no, no, Dave Chappelle. Oh, remember? I'll suck your dick, man, for a cheeseburger. I'll suck your dick, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, you know how he's doing that. That's what Jay also reminds me of. Like when he gets that Tourette's sort of look, he's like, Mm-mm-mm. he starts to look a little crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's part of the character. I get it. It's cool. And he's like, he's almost like a beat up dog that doesn't trust any new owner. Bro. That's exactly what he's right. playing at. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. and, 
and you would be right like if your cousin had beaten the shit out of you multiple times in order to teach you a lesson like right you would think that like love and family and all that kind of stuff were kind of fucked up and you weren't sure if you could trust it or not like i like as a social as somebody who's been involved in social work for like a decade like i've seen people like that who really like can't that? trust who really can't trust love or family yeah people that who I really understand. like but acting like a fucking dog, like essentially, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it, and more often than you'd think. Wow, interesting. Yeah. My sister was also a social worker, right? She's not anymore. You know why? Why? Because my sister's got a temper, bro. Like I mean, fucking mm. bad. You know, obviously you don't get along with everybody, and you're gonna get troublemakers, right? Well, someone got smart. She started hitting the dude, <laughs> and essentially, yeah, bro. So yeah, there's her fucking social career down the drain but anyway yeah that'll get you your walking papers i'm like are you fucked or what <laughs> shout outs to my sister kelly but anyway shout yeah. outs kelly what's up what's up i'm 12 years older than her bro so she's literally my baby sister man ah <laughs> like, she's a little little she's the little sister like brina for me she's a baby literally the baby bro i remember when she was born i had her in my arms fucking weird anyway um he goes, uh, Todd Brown says, sorry, I've been following my fantasy football team, so I haven't been paying attention. That's that's fine, Todd. As long as you're tuning in, that's all that matters. You can always check us out afterwards. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's go to the main event, shall we, Chris? It is Chad Gable versus Gunther for your WWE Intercontinental Championship. And dude, where do I start? I mean, this match, it was, it was too good for television, man. I mean, it starts off with a side headlock into a takeover. Gable does a lot of reversals and an ankle pick and forces him into the ropes. I mean, we had everything. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't go uh, hold for hold, but in some ways I kind of want to. But nevertheless, this match, I mean, like I said, it was too good for television. Gunther does win by pinfall via a lariat, retaining, and that was a killer lariat, bro. He took his head off to retain his WWE Intercontinental Championship and ensuring that he will set a new record for longest reign with that title beating the honky tonk man's 454 day reign chris yeah bro it's uh this match like you said we we were spoiled tonight like i mean yeah. we were absolutely spoiled on this night and this is why i tuned into raw right like you know i don't watch raw but i saw okay um we're gonna get chad gable versus gunther in the main event for raw and i thought okay that's cool i'll see i'll i'll read about it later or i'll I'll, I'll watch some highlights or whatever, right? Because I like those guys, but I don't like those guys enough to watch three hours of Raw. I'm not fucking watching it. And then I saw a few more videos, and I saw that Chad Gable had brought his wife and his kids, and, and, and oh, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. All right, I got to watch this fucking Raw. I got to watch three hours kids, of goddamn <laughs> wrestling. And, um, man, did they ever deliver. This was, this was a really great main event. And, uh, yeah, the finish was brutal fucking Gunther hit him with like it was like you know when you're playing 2k and somebody's got three <laughs> finishers fucking saved yeah. up and they just oh, hit fuck. all three finishers he hit him with that he did he does the uh i don't i don't even know what it's called see this is why i could never be a fucking i could never i could never do commentary for pro wrestling oh, yeah. the, the move where he does like the the sleeper hold and then he fucking throws him backwards on his fucking head I have that. no idea what that is, but he landed on his fucking head, bro. That's like an brutal suplex of some sort. 
brutal fucking brutal brutal fucking spot. He hit him with that, picked him up, hit him with the power bomb, picked him up, hit him with the fucking lariat. It was like shit. Holy <laughs> fuck. You trying to murder this man in front of his children. Um what a match. Great finish. Uh good for Gunther who honestly I think he's got a really, really good argument for wrestler of the year right now. Name Uh, something that he's done that hasn't been super high quality. Name me one fucking thing he's done that you didn't go, yeah, that was fucking good. Um, You know what? He's definitely MVP for WWE this year, easily. And Chad Gable? In terms of in-ring, that is. And and Chad Gable, man, you um, you talk about elevating yourself with a loss uh this was this was that like really though like um if i'm otis i'm worried that i'm not in the plans moving forward because chad gable doesn't need otis they re like and if they want him to become a bigger star and i think they should He's got to get away from Otis. He's got to get away from the tag team wrestling. He needs to be a serious singles threat. And you showed tonight that he can be even in the land of the Giants, right? Because the logic behind this fucking match was great. He kept doing things to make Gunther go for the chop. And then he'd yeah. duck it. And then he'd roll. And he moved out of the ring. And he was just so smart, like, Man, that guy is fucking good. Like, uh, so yeah, we, we were spoiled in this main event. This was one of the best main events I've seen in a really long time. And um, to me, both of these guys are guys who you can build around. Uh, they're both durable. They're both extremely technically sound. They don't injure people, but they make every fucking match look great. So. I hands agree, up. I mean I mean hats off to these guys for this. This was great. They should have teamed up um Gable and I forgot to mention this before when you were talking about it with him and Jason Jordan. Him and Shelton Benjamin as the new world's greatest tag team would have been pretty cool. Yeah. But that that didn't happen. But you're right. He needs to get away from Otis. I've been saying that for a long time too even though I think um Gable you can feed him all sorts of chicken shit. He turns it into chicken salad these days. And, you know, as far as, you know, there was rumors that he was going to get a push, a meaningful push. Seems like those rumors were true. I just want him to get that big victory over Gunther, you know, third time lucky. If that happens, or fourth time lucky maybe at this point, it would be huge. And it straight away elevates him, bro. And it doesn't do anything to Gunther, in my opinion. At this point, Gunther can take a loss, and right. uh, you can even have it beat by some shenanigans or something. You can have uh, one of the Imperium guys turn on him or something uh, to set something up. Or I mean, obviously, I would rather it be somebody more important so that he could have something like real to sink his teeth into. Because I feel like Gunther is, without a doubt, world title level. Like, um, I mean, <laughs> the fact that you've got. Seth Rollins holding that World Heavyweight Championship and not Gunther is upsetting to me just hearing it. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't particularly want to see Gunther lose a clean match to Gable, um, but you can do something to try to elevate him in a loss and move him into something bigger and better. 
but that's what needs to happen. He can't just lose a clean match and just start back over from the bottom. I don't. I wouldn't want to see that. I, I, as much as I like Chad Gable, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sacrifice Gunther for Gable. Um, but having Gable be the Intercontinental Champion moving forward and have him have matches like that on a regular, consistent basis on Monday Night Raw, yes, please. Yes, please, indeed. Could it be a, a, a thing where maybe Gunther just gives up his Intercontinental Championship, you know, because, you know, he's got bigger fish to fry and moves I, on to a World Championship? I legitimately thought that, like, that... And I still think that that's probably the best way to book Gunther moving forward is you have him hold the Intercontinental Championship right till the Rumble. Uh, he comes he comes in at number one again, but this time he wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, and then after the Royal Rumble, he just says, "Listen, I have bigger things to do, and I'm going to put this up for you know I'm going to put this up for grabs in a whatever in a tournament. The tournament can finish at WrestleMania, and you can have a brand new Intercontinental Champion." Uh, crowned at WrestleMania, which is a cool moment for somebody, um, and you can have him just move on. But uh, that's a long time from now. Uh, I also think that you could have done it with him as the Mr. Money in the Bank, but I think he's already, you know, they, they usually try to give that Mr. Money in the Bank contract to somebody who they're not totally sure is ready for the world title. The right? Like that. What is to see how you beat him? Exactly. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Damian Priest, if Damian Priest wins the championship, he can hold it for two weeks and lose it again, and everybody would go, and everybody would be able to go. Hmm, not sure. You know, maybe he's world champion material. Maybe he's not, etc. Gunther is already made at that level. Like without the title, he's already at that level. He's already made. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But you could just have a situation where at uh, what's summer or at uh, Survivor Series. You can have Gunther just challenge Seth and just say, fuck it, I want that world title, give me a title shot, and just have him win and then give up the Intercontinental Championship the next night. There's lots of different ways you could do it with him, but uh, yeah, absolutely, that guy's a guy to build your future around. And uh, Chad Gable, uh, once again, proves himself a really fantastic little worker, so yeah, little good worker. for them. That's very cute. He's a, he's a great little he, worker. I know. He it, is, it is, what it is, but like... He, <laughs> Well, what I mean is, like, I can see Gunther as a world champion. I can't see yeah. Chad Gable as a world champion. And that's not because I don't like Chad Gable. But very few people of that stature are going to be good enough to be world champion. And Chad Gable isn't Brian Danielson. For all of what I love about Chad Gable, and it's a lot, he's not Brian Danielson. Well, the fans, once Raw went off the air, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter and whatnot, on social media, but it was everywhere. The whole fans got up, all the fans, you know, you see his kids crying, <laughs> poor, poor girls. Um, and they're all just... Is that know, who that was? I thought... Yeah, I, so yeah. That I thought the Young bro, Bucks yeah. had, had bought front row tickets. That's crazy. Okay, that was his daughters. <laughs> He's, all right. That was his little daughters. I thought it was the Young Bucks oh, no. in the front row. My apologies. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, that threw me off, Chris. You just threw me off. I was meant to say something, now I forgot. Um, yeah, the yeah. crowd the gave him a standing. They they they, they, gave, they gave him a standing O at the end, and they did the shush. Or yeah, thank a, you. Thank you. The whole place did the whole. A thank you. That was pretty cool. I'll I'll say that. That's pretty funny. The whole place literally. A thank you. Um, Liz says in the chat, "I don't want to see Walter lose the Gable." Um, sure. I wouldn't be mad at it. Eventually, he needs to lose to someone. 
Uh, she also says he's phenomenal. Seeing him go through one to the end in the rumble was freaking amazeballs. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the Common King says, Gunther is one of the few people in the business today that makes it worth watching something for three hours. No yep. doubt. And he also thinks he's the greatest IC champion of all time. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Um, do you agree with that? No. I, I think I think this might be the greatest Intercontinental Championship reign of all time, but I don't think that makes him the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. I think that a guy like Mr. Perfect, who was a multiple-time Intercontinental Champion and had a yeah, number of great runs, sure. could probably make a better make argument, argument to it. Right. Uh, even Bret Hart was a really fantastic Intercontinental Champion. Again, three-time, I think, Intercontinental Champion. Um, y you got to bring up guys like Roddy Piper. You have to bring up um, the Miz even is, I mean, you have to mention the Miz, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit. There's a bunch of guys who were really, really great intercontinental champions, but didn't do it in one reign. This might be the, right, I think right. this is unquestionably the greatest single reign as an intercontinental champion ever. Yeah. But you are right. When I think of, when I look at the intercontinental belt, I do think of Mr. Perfect for some reason, and I can't disagree with what you said i think perfect arguably is the best intercontinental champion but the greatest run is definitely gunter walter whatever you want to call him but um before we do start heading home uh, man if what i'm hearing if what i'm hearing is true what? poor walter oh uh, yeah yeah what the fuck is with that shit dude what's what's with that mean Oh, you don't get that? So when oh. Walter was getting called up, like uh, some people knew that he was going to get his name changed to Gunter, okay. right? Yeah, right? And right. people were like, this is stupid. And uh, Keith Lee tweeted, if what I'm hearing is, is correct, man, poor poor Walter. And, um, <laughs> and then he it's becomes just, a bear cat. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Damn. You became the bear cat, and now you're in AEW doing absolutely fucking sweet fuck all. And uh, Gunter, by the way, Gunter um, is is now having the greatest run of an Intercontinental Champion probably of all time. So I was mad at that at first too, but you know what? I kind of like so the Gunter name. So was I. I'm German, and I think Gunter is a stupid fucking name. But you know what? He's kind of made it into his own. I don't think it's as bad as you know people make it out to be. You know, Walter was great, but Gunter's maybe better, man, in some ways. But, um, but anyway, uh, Chris Whelan said earlier, which I forgot to um, answer, says, can anyone explain why the tag team title bouts are still combined? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller. Bueller? Yeah. Um, we, well, you've asked this question before, Chris, and no, we can't <laughs> tell you why it's still not unified yet. I just don't think they know how to do it yet. Um, until then, I have no idea, bro, what, what you do. And how you do it, but they got to do it eventually, surely. Um, also, uh, Medium Five says, "I don't know why Walter knew of of name change." Walter even said, "Call me Gunter." Walter even said again, "I like it as his new chapter for him and advancement." Yeah, he did say he likes it, and he understands why they changed his name. They just should have done it at the start when they when he first signed. He should have been Gunter, I think, instead of Walter. But anyway, it is what it is. And Todd says, because WWE. Well, anyway, Chris, let's take it home, dude. Um, I think we did a, you know, like, a, you know, good enough time for a three-hour show. Usually we go over two hours with Raw.
but I think it's appropriate that we end it here. So, Chris, before we say where to find us, what would you give this show between an A and an F? Ooh, um... I give this a B plus to be honest with you. This was this was I mean I mean and again, like keep in mind this is raw. This is a three hour fucking program we're talking about. I think B plus is appropriate. I think that there was a number of things on this show that I liked. I got to see a bunch of the people that I like wrestle. Um, and we got a main event that was absolutely worthy of like praise, like real praise. I um I think the last time I saw a wrestling match that that was this good, it was Jay White and Juice Robinson versus FTR. Um, this is that good. It's in the same caliber and a uh, great story told. And again, if you could get me, if you could convince me to watch Raw based on one fucking thing, which is exactly what happened, then you did a really good job tonight. So yeah, B plus. It's just it's just just below an A mark because it's a fucking three hour show, and there's no way you can fit in a really awesome three hour show. Um, I mean, hey, take it as a challenge, WWE. If you can, I'll be here for it. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a B plus for me. I really, really like this show. I would say B minus because um, there's there's too much like promos, which I'm not angry about. But like, it just felt like an overload of of promos. But in saying that, it is three hours, and you need to fill in a lot of time. But yeah, I'll say a B minus. I just felt like there wasn't enough matches oh oh wow you'd buy that for a dollar wouldn't you Todd she definitely won the dollar for getting beat up the way she did too as a matter of fact Canadian <laughs> she is actually she is very much Canadian um anyway yeah so B minus for me and yeah but it was a good show man as a matter of fact and hopefully they continue because hopefully Smackdown is going to be good I have, an, I have a feeling that Raw might be the better show this week uh Chris I, I feel like you might be right. I'm, uh, uh, you know, I just finished it. Again, it's Thursday, so I, I, I just finished watching uh, Dynamite, taking notes and everything for it, and uh, not a good show. <laughs> um, and I'm not expecting anything from AEW to be terribly good moving forward, other than the 15 minutes or so that I'm going to see Jay White uh, on, on Saturdays. I can't believe and, you uh, say that, bro. I, I love it. I love that you're saying that. I mean, hey, I am nothing if not consistent in my openness to be wrong, uh, and I'm wrong. Jay, Jay White is a absolutely fantastic professional wrestler. I still think he shouldn't have gone 15 minutes with fucking Commander on his debut, but uh, he's great. Absolutely, he's great. Well, Chris, tell them where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAnnis1. You can go there to see everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and whatever the hell else I have to say. Uh, you can find me right here on the PWC Network. Uh, obviously, we're doing this. We're doing Monday Night uh, Machismo right now. You guys are all here. You're listening. You're, you're following along. You're commenting. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, soon here. Um, not tonight because it's already fucking near 11 and I'm tired, but... Uh, soon here, probably tomorrow, we'll do uh, sure. yeah. Tomorrow we'll do uh, the uh, the skirmish, and we'll get dynamite out of the way, and then you can find uh, you can find everything you know with the uh, with the HMG and channelattitude.com, where um, 
Hey, we're the weekend crew, man. We're we're in on Friday. We're in for the Friday night show. We do Smack Attack. We do uh, the we do Rampage Uncaged, and of course, you know uh, the the thing that the thing that makes me proudest, the thing that I want to bring most people to, because I am a selfish prick, and because it's my <laughs> show. Uh, Sunday mornings, ten o'clock uh, Central Standard Time. After the collision, we sift through the wreckage. And I'm expecting an, a whole lot more wreckage <laughs> to be sifting through over the oh, wow. next little bit here, consi- considering the firing of CM Punk basically took away their biggest star, and their latest ratings were below Rampage. That's below crazy. Rampage. So Let that sink in for a moment. Below <laughs> Rampage. That, that is fucking weird, dude. I, I, I can't get over that. But what I do want to ask you before we take like go home, are you happy that possibly Brian Danielson could be the new face of Collision? And when I say that, also could be the booker of Collision. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take Brian Danielson as the booker. Absolutely. Um, or Samoa Joe would be a good would be oh, a good uh, decision. Jay White would be a good decision. Um, there's Orange a number Cassidy. of people. <laughs> no, Jay. I'm joking. I'm joking. I hate you for even bringing uh, that up. Um, as a matter uh, of fact, I quit the PWC because of that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, listen, there's a bunch of guys in that company who could who could run a really good show. I think that Mark Henry should be the fucking heavy back there. I really do. Like, you know, that should Wasn't be the end. Was he signed to AEW? Yeah, I mean, I he still like he does. Was. He still does the fucking rampage stuff where he goes, it does. What's wrong with me? Of course. Right. The hell, dude. (laughs) That's not a good fucking position for Mark Henry, but being the heavy backstage to be like, uh, no, you're not doing real glass. We're not talking about it. Go back to your fucking locker room and figure something else out. Figure your shit out for sure, man. Um, anyway. Uh, did you tell them where they can find you, by the way, Chris? I told them where they could find me. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, if you want to find me on the X, the Twitter, whatever the name is, you can at DJ Mass Fix. You can also find us at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks, you get the best talk in wrestling. As Chris said, look out for Uncaged this week, the Smack Attack, and after the collision, we see through the wreckage. <laughs> I love that because we've got a catchphrase. I was trying to f- find a catchphrase for um, uncaged. So it's uncensored, unhinged, uncaged. I like that. This week. Yeah, you like that? I mean, where did you, where have I heard that before? But um, anyway, also like and subscribe at hummingmedicrypt.popping.com. We can find our affiliate shows. And most importantly, right now, right here at the pwcnetwork.popping.com where you can find all our other shows, including this one. And that's a wrap, Chris. So in saying that, I am Jimmy T. That is Chris Sams. And you've been listening and watching the PwC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PwC Network. I thank you. And thank you to everyone in the chat for joining us. Ole! Ole. And we'll see you for the skirmish tomorrow. See you.
and gentlemen, please welcome the newest member of the Monday Night Raw roster, Main Event, Jay Uso! Gentlemen, it was the shocker of all shockers this past Saturday night at Payback. Cody Rhodes informing the world that he pulled some strings and got Jey Uso back into WWE. A bloodline family drama made Jey Uso quit the entire industry a few weeks ago. Thankfully, Cooler heads have now prevailed, and the entire WWE Universe is thrilled that Jey Uso is now back under the WWE umbrella, and right here on Raw. Cody Rhodes used to be an EVP, I guess he can get things done as Jey Uso makes his way into the arena in Charlotte tonight for Monday Night Raw. Reaction to Jey Uso tonight. Jey Uso looks like a giant weight has been lifted off his shoulders. Viking Raider isolated. 
Yeah, but Eric turning things around, at least momentarily. McIntyre now. Great throw again to Eric outside the ring. Now on top of the announce table. Oh, splash by Ivar. Splat! Yeah, I don't think they're done yet. And it looks like they're going to try to drive McIntyre through the announce table. Maybe Ragnarok, but that flash knee from Little. And Riddle now, running kick right to the face of Eric. Some of that unique, fast-moving offense of his. Leave the power moves to everyone else. Now Riddle will once again set up a table in the middle of the ring. Rolling back in is Eric of the Raiders. I'm not quite sure Eric has any idea where he's at here. Well, this could be the moment Riddle scores victory for his team. Riddle going up top now to Howard. What an interference, and that distraction is going to cost Riddle. Big heel kick by Ivar. McIntyre has not stirred since he got that splash from Ivar. Not surprisingly, it's two on one. And Riddle collapses to a knee as the Viking Raiders were setting him up for Ragnarok, and now Kobe kicked it. Kobe kicked it. Remember, no disqualification. And kicked it here for some comeback. Has had plenty of issues oh, with the no! ball. Trouble in paradise to Riddle as Ivar ducked out of harm's way. What a disaster from Kingston. And it's going to get worse for Kofi. Hughes is a weapon driven into McIntyre. And now the Viking Raiders with Riddle up top and Ragnarok through the table. The Raiders with the win. Here are your Look, I'm not going to pretend to understand your native tongue, but I can only assume that you are accepting my challenge. So what are you waiting for? Come on down here. Let's ring the damn bell. No. Excuse me? No. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now you got me a little confused here. We're all a little confused. Let's try to clarify this. Are we going to have ourselves a World Heavyweight Championship rematch? Yes or no? No. 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 All right. All right. All right. Well, you know what, Shin? That's not going to work for me. All right. I get it's Labor Day, but last time I checked, it's Monday night, which means I am clocked in. 
So whether you like it or not, you about to get that work, son. So Seth Rollins is not going to waste any time. He's going right after Shinsuke Nakamura. Now the fight's on. Nakamura and Rollins falling in the entranceway. Seth Rollins surely in no condition after last and you can see, today. Yeah, you can see the taped up back of Seth Rollins. Adam Pearce is now leading security out here to break up these two men. He understands his world heavyweight champion shouldn't be here tonight. And now a kick right to the back. Nakamura targeting the back that he focused on all Saturday night. That was always going to be the danger for Rollins. What the hell is Ricochet doing? Now Ricochet coming out here to, to try to drive Nakamura away. A clearly injured Seth Rollins. Baylor just has an answer for everything. Cover now on Baszler in a kick out. So he start caught her with a kick, drove her right out of the ring. Well, you've got to hope you can soften Baszler up, because Baszler, with all the wits about her, is a handful for anyone. Baseball slide again, Carafuda clutched by Shayna Baszler, and Zoe's got to drive her spine first through the apron. Baszler's still hanging on. Now Zoe going to force Baszler into the announce table, and that will force a break of a hole. Zoe, the no-nonsense powerhouse. Oh, shows her athleticism, launching herself over the top rope. Not you! Baszler is running out of options. Yeah, that left wrist of Stark really bothering her, so she's now turned her offense to her feet. And Baszler able to block. Sorry, with a well-placed elbow. And now into a Karafuda again. Or at least attempting to is Shayna Baszler dragging Zoe back to the middle of the ring. And Zoe Stark, though, went for the Z360, didn't quite get it, but so had to deliver a right hand to drive Baszler out of the ring. That's her Zoe's finishing move, the Z360. She didn't quite hit it, but she followed it up with a right hand. And now the splash off the apron to Baszler. I'll tell you what, that busted left hand of Zoe's cost her when she was about to hit that particular maneuver. Couldn't get enough power behind it. Couldn't lift Baszler, and Baszler manages to live on in this matchup. Yeah, but you have to give Zoe Stark credit. She turned. Oh, she turned it around after she couldn't hit her finishing move. And now, on the second row, Baszler, though, able to move out of harm's way and catch Stark in the Karafuda. And Shayna Baszler, the wherewithal, great ring presence, has Stark caught. Well, Stark is scrambling all over the place, but she might be going out. And she's going to go out fast. Nowhere to go for Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark trying to fight it, trying to hang in there. Shayna Baszler, though, Riding Stark. Those eyes were going dark. I cannot believe Zoe Stark is back up on her feet. Yeah, but back in the Karakuda. Oh, and Baszler able to wrestle her back down to the mat. Stark, I don't believe, has anything left. Got glassy eye. Referee taking a very close look. Zoe's still fighting, however. Somehow Stark is still in this. Yeah, unless a woman would have given up a long time ago and tapped out, but that is locked in tight now. Zoe back to her feet momentarily. Now back down to her knees, and I believe starts out. Baszler with the win. Here is your winner, Shayna Baszler! Hell of a fight put up by Zoe Stark, but Baszler passes her out. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome my guest. They call him the greatest of all time!
John Cena! What's going on? I, I think the cameraman thinks he can see him at least. Is that Stu? I can't see him. Yeah. I think that's the point call. I'm just saying, I can't see him. Have a seat. Ladies and gentlemen, John Cena! You hear that? The adults don't just like you anymore. The kids are booing you now. You really messed up at Payback. And I think I speak for everyone here when I say you screwed me over. Wait, this feels weird. Can you see him? You can't see him? You can't see John Cena. He's sitting right here. You know what? I think I understand what is going on. For the past 18 years, I've not only been able to see John Cena, I've been able to see right through John Cena. So allow me to do all of you a favor and translate for John Cena, who is sitting right here in this chair. All right, John, the jig is up. First question, did LA Knight pay you? Did he offer you a job during these hard times? Did you purposely screw me over? Answer me! Did you conspire with L.A. Knight? Madonna can't even sit up straight now. Sami Zayn knocked off the ropes. McDonough with an opportunity. How much does J.D. McDonough have left? Sami Zayn would love to put him away as he moves out of harm's way. And Sami with an exploder into the corner. Well, for all the great moments in J.D. McDonough's career so far, he has never come across someone at the level of Sami Zayn. And Zayn looking to put McDonough away. Went for the Haluma kick. Meanwhile, Dominic Mysterio pulling McDonough out of harm's way. Sami Zayn originally challenged Dom to this match tonight. McDonough stood in his place, and now Sami Zayn beating the hell out of Dirty Dom. Dirty Dom gets beat up by Zayn. And now McDonough. And Mysterio takes a right hand. McDonough rolls up Zayn. He's got the tights. McDonough with the win. Here is your winner, Jay.
Well, Dominic didn't have the guts to take this match on his own, but he came out here anyhow and helped McDonough pick up the win over Sami Zayn. Well, teamwork, eh, Cole? It's a beautiful thing. Things not going quite the way Sami Zayn uh -oh, pictured them uh -oh. tonight. And Sami Zayn's not done yet. Sami Zayn beating the hell out of Dominic. And Dirty Dom begging for some help from McDonough. Trying to retreat from Zayn. Exploder into the corner. Zayn is making an example out of Dirty Dom. Sammy now looking for a little bit of kick and JD McDonough looking to pay back Dom for what he did for him comes to Dominic's aid. One good turn deserves another Michael Cole. Go, 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 get him. And JD telling Dominic to get out of harm's way. And Dominic running away. And now Sammy Zane drives McDonough into the corner. We're getting in a halluva kick one way or another tonight. And of Ooh. course, well, where's Dominic going? He didn't even come back to help McDonough after what JD did for him. And as Dominic retreats, Zane hits a Luma kick. Dominic has important business with the Judgment Day. He didn't even get to look back, Cole. Well, speaking of the Judgment Day, after what JD McDonough put himself through tonight, do you believe he belongs in the Judgment Day? Whoa, impressive win, JD. Impressive. What do you think, Damien? You did all right. <laughs> all right, happy days. Let's get out of here, guys. Okay. Okay. Hey, Jay. Well, if it ain't the little home. No, I just, uh, just wanted to say, man, I know that you both come from messed up families. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, Hall of Fame fathers, and I I know what you're going through, man. I feel it. You know, everyone thinks, because everyone respects my dad and who he is, that, you know, life at home is it's all good, but I know how it really is, man. And I feel you, you know, from a man that didn't have a family, to a man that now has the tightest family, I know what you're going through. You do? For real. I'm being serious. Think about it. You come from a broken family. You have no family. Okay, no one, no one likes you. Just like no one liked me. But ever since mommy came into my life and Judgment Day, there is no leaders. We're all equals, man. And if you want, I'll go, I'll go talk to the family. I'll go talk to Judgment Day. Just so you know that there's, there's always open arms for you there. Because I know, we know what it's like. But just think on it. Like I said, Judgment Day's here with open arms. And just, I, I want to thank you for your time. Think about it. Judgment Day. Standing on the verge of history. Oh, that may turn things around. Absolute game changer. Shredding the left knee of the champ.
And great strategy by Gable. He's got to break by five. But you take out the leg, you take out the power, you take the big man off his feet, and you change the complexion of this match. The past five minutes were one-way traffic in the direction of Chad Gable. Oh, what a kick to the face! Covered by Gunther, looking to retain and make history and a kick out by Gable. And now Gable, up to the top rope. Superplex, Gable's got a chance. Gable's got a chance. His family in the front row. Headbutt splash, covered by Gable for the win and a kick out by Gunther at two. Straight into the ankle lock hole. And now the champion, center of the ring. Submission move by Gable. Gunther nowhere to go. Champion in complete agony now. Panic starting to register, but no denied again. But again, Gunther has been favoring that leg all matchup. Gable trying to roll through into the chaos theory, blocked by Gunther. And Gunther now, Gable lands on his feet. And Gunther looking for, oh, nice back suplex by Gable. And Gunther is in trouble. Chad Gable, in-ring machine. Did you see the look of the champion's face moments ago? Almost a panic in the eyes of Gunther. Gable ripping the straps down. Sends <laughs> Gunther into the corner. Rolls through into the chaos theory. Bridge, cover, win, no, two and a half. Wow. Gunther on his back, trying to break this sleeper. But again, Gable got the shoulders down, and Gunther's got to release the sleeper. What a reversal from Gable, but straight back. Oh, oh my goodness. No. Gable dropped right on the top of his head. And just like that, powerbomb! And a Lariat clothesline! Gunther makes history! Here is your winner! And still! The Intercontinental Champion!
it's on me now, Oops. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.